Hey, welcome to New Hope Underground. Hey, everybody. Ty Griffith is here with me. What's up, Ty? I'm doing good, Darren. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Appreciate you joining me on the on the uh, episode today. Ty's kind of kind of a visiting uh, co-host in a way today. All right. Isn't that, does that sound cool? Is that that a, sounds cool. Does it that sound, sound official enough? Uh, business cards are being made. Websites being <laughs> altered. Um, They're already in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can add it to you know Ty's an insurance guy, so Griffith Insurance. So Ty Ty Griffith Insurance and podcast co-host. I was going to be on the card. Well, yeah. T-shirt podcast star is getting ordered too, by the way. <laughs> That's fantastic. Hey, uh, yeah, we, we, we've got a great episode for you today. We're going to be a little bit later. We're going to be talking with, uh, Laura Arney, who's on our staff and just, uh, she works with fourth and fifth graders. We'll be talking to her and just some of her experiences and, uh, it's, it's good. It's a good interview. So stay tuned for that. But Ty's here because, first of all, you, New Hope Underground is just kicking off. You realize this. I mean, the, the new season, if you will. This is only the third episode, Ty. That's the new season. I've got the sticker on my laptop somewhere. That's Ooh. right. We, we still have, I still have some throwback stickers. If anybody, <laughs> alien stickers from, if you will follow us at all or have heard anything. This, this is going back a couple of years. We actually had a special alien day. Yeah. <laughs> Gave out stickers. We, I've got some old, some old, um, Season three stickers, season four stickers, or whatever you know are, are hopefully coming. But anyway, uh, we're just so glad you joined us. And we've how, how's your week been? Busy, busy week, huh? <laughs> busy, yes. So insurance business is good. Insurance business is good. Well, good. Uh, I'm never not working. Well, that's hey, <laughs> it's it's better off to be working than not, right? And I mean, you know, in our environment, yeah. socially, so that's fantastic. No, we uh, actually Ty been involved, and I have been involved in Bible studies for for men here at New on New Hope campus. So I thought we'd talk about that a little bit, and uh, we lead a study called the Soma Study, and Soma stands for um, is is actually the Greek word for body, and it stands for you know scripture observation and. Um, meaning and application, but that's neither here nor there, but that's, it's a systematic method of study that we're trying, we're trying out. This is our first year we've ever done it. We just started last semester and our Bible study is open to anybody, any guy who wants to, wants to join. And we, we have some other studies too, that are going on for ladies and so forth. But Ty and I specifically lead the men's study. And uh, the one I lead is on Tuesday nights and, uh, and here at the church, it's a in-person in-person study on, and then Ty's also on Tuesday nights, but it's a Zoom study. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, the Zoom study starts uh, Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. We usually start about 7.45, and we really try to keep it tight to an hour. So for anybody uh, like me, a, a, another guy in the group uh, also has kids, so that bedtime routine. Um, so you can get in on at 8 o'clock, 7.45, whatever the case may be. You can get on then and be done in an hour. Yeah. And we have no problem with people, you know, coming in late, leaving early, whatever you got to do. Just just show up and, and engage in the text with us. I really think the major reason why we started this is because we really, I you know, my title, quote unquote, is discipleship pastor here at the church. But I started really thinking about what is discipleship? You know, what does that mean? 
And if we're going to follow Jesus, we need to know Jesus more. And that, how do we know? But through the, you know, through the Word is a huge tool, obviously, in, in knowing Him. And Ty's you know, really partnered with me in quite a bit, and we've talked through a lot of different strategies and ideas, but this Bible study seemed to be something, we, you know, we just feel like men need a place to go, that and women, you know, need a place to go just to jump in and get, even if you, because a lot of people, I think, are sometimes afraid to admit it, just don't know the Bible very well. And it's okay. You know, it's it's not like, it's not like you're going to have stickers in heaven for how much, you know, <laughs> you know uh, later on for how much Bible you knew or anything like that. I do expect a gold sticker yeah. later, by the way. <laughs> well, you, you might get one from me, but... Uh, oh, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yes. St. Pete at the gate may not be <laughs> handing them out necessarily. But uh, anyway, the, what I wanted to talk about, Ty, was I just kind of wanted to tell people, like, just some stories of some of the the experiences we've had so far with with men as we study the Bible together. Because first and foremost, it's, it's about being a, a disciple. You know, it's not about studying for the sake of knowledge. It's studying because that's how we might come to know Jesus more fall in love with him more, want to follow him more, dedicate our lives to him more. And I think that's what's happening. I mean, at least now this is our, you know, my limited vision of things and ideas, I guess, or how I'm perceiving things. But it seems like it's happening with some of the guys I've been working with. How about you? Yeah, the same way for, uh, same way for us as well. And I think an important part is, is that the world seems to, and the devil seems to spend a lot of time telling every human on earth who God is. And whenever we engage the text through Soma like we do, we spend a lot of time uh, concentrating on who Jesus says mm. God is mm. and, and, and what the kingdom is like. And then, so part of the study is essentially talking about how to share God the way we know him, not the way the world is telling people that God is. That's so true. And if we, and we do, you know, believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God. And if we do believe that, like we do, uh, then it makes sense that that should be the main priority for us. To, the the main book to study would be be the Bible, and we're especially going through the Gospels right now. We're going through the Gospel of Mark because we want to see firsthand uh, the story and narrative of Jesus as we you know get to know him now. Yeah, I've just been blown away by some of the response of some of the guys who are really starting to dig in. And what's been cool about this Bible study is it's not like it's progressive. And what I mean by that, it's not like, well, if you miss a, if you miss a week, then you're out. You don't understand, you know, you're not going to understand what's going on. Each week is kind of its own lesson. And it's meant to be, guys, you know, commit what you can. You know, come and we just want you to get a taste for the Bible, you know. And, and studying with some other guys really helps that. Have you found that, you know, being in a group and studying that way sure helps you gain a little bit more hunger for the word. Yeah, definitely. There's uh, you know, I might bring up something or they might bring up something an elaboration on somebody else's point. Hey, I thought that too, but I also thought this. So that back and forth of talking about scripture and the whole fact that, you know, it's a small group, but it's, it's scripture based. So the scripture kind of sets the tone for it, and it, re- it really has changed us, like all of us together. I don't even really consider mm. myself the leader of the, of the Tuesday night group because those guys have engaged so much and, and, and talked back and forth and text back and forth and, um, you know, complete strangers before. And I don't even <laughs> know how many weeks we are in, but we're, we're really bonded as a group. Yeah, and, and it's cool. You've even, you're adding new people. Yes. Still, I mean, it's not, it's not like we're closed off. 
but we hope try to grow as a group, but we, you know, we, we welcome new people to come in and get busy with it. So one thing I, th- one of the guys said in our group, I just kind of hit me was, uh, he said something on the lines of when I leave here on a Tuesday night, I leave with a lot more questions than I do than I have answers. <laughs> and he was kind of, he was, he was kind of laughing, but I told him, I said, good. I said, because what do you do in between Tuesdays? He said, well, honestly, I've been reading a lot more because <laughs> he wants to find out, you know, maybe I'm missing something here or whatever. And, uh, so I, I really, to me, that's like, that's gold right there. I love hearing that because, it's not about just having all the answers for life or something like that. You know, we come to church, have a Bible study and walk away with just all this knowledge. It's more about uh, us getting together and being able to ask real questions of the text, you know, and, and, and the Bible is going to bring up, you know, Jesus is so good at that, you know, getting people to question things. <laughs> uh, he wasn't just, here's the easy answer. You know, even that's why he told parables. And, I mean, there was a lot of uh, people had to think, you know, search their own heart. And I think that's, at least that's what I'm seeing what's going on. Yeah. So, uh, definitely the guys are spending uh, a lot of time in scripture. I am as well. And so that just, that's just helped my walk completely. Um, but one story I do have, and, uh, it's almost, it's inspiring for me. Um, so, you know, we're through Mark We're you know, basically discipleship is the complete theme for mm-hmm. the most part. Mm-hmm. So one of the members, is just passionate for the word. He's just constantly telling others. Actually, all of them are doing this, but uh, this one in particular spent a certain week and he was telling others, you know, sharing his love of Jesus uh, with other people. And what one person even said, Hey, you know, Hey, you helped me come back to Jesus in ways I haven't been there for years uh, because he had his own situation. So there we have an individual in the small group sharing with another person, uh, his love of Jesus. Um, and, but unfortunately, uh, a couple of weeks after he started talking to him about Jesus, the guy passed away. And so, oh my goodness. yeah. So, I mean, and we, we don't know, we, we don't know how deep that level or how, how much he came back to Christ right, or whatever, right. but just the fact that we're not in charge of our next breath or our friend's next breath. And by the fact that, you know, us talking to them about Jesus and us growing closer to Christ, how it affects other people and mm. their relationship you know, with, with the person that, you know, with God that they're going to have to answer to at the end. That's so true. You know, discipleship, we've said this several times on a Sunday morning, given discipleship is not just for your sake. You know, it's for the sake of other people too. You know, you look at the disciples in the, in the new Testament and the commission that they had and the things that Jesus called them out to do, even early on in the ministry, go out and preach the you know kingdom and, you know, heal people and <laughs> cast out demons. It's crazy when you think about it, how much uh, trust in him he was giving to people who didn't really know much, but their hearts were in the right place. And I think that's, that's so, that's so true and affecting how our study of the scripture can actually affect other people. Absolutely. As it transforms and works through us. Uh, one of the guys, you know, one story in our, in our group is we have a couple guys who have been long-term church guys in our group, uh, but not necessarily our church, but have been have grown up in other churches. And some of the churches, you know, uh, this is nothing to do with, I'm not trying to compare and contrast anything necessarily, but they just grew up in some what I call high churches. They're more traditional and, uh, than we are in the sense that they do the same thing every Sunday. Uh, their doctrine is different than ours and so forth. And 
they just said there just wasn't a push for them to know the Bible uh, when they were growing up in, 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 you know, in these places. Now, that could be true of any church. You know. It just wasn't for, that wasn't their experience. And so now, uh, a couple of them have just said, my eyes, I feel like my eyes have been opened. You know, I feel like reading the Bible for myself and studying for myself. One guy even said, I feel uh, very grateful for the Word of God simply because I've been reading it for a long time, but I, I don't think I started to understand it till now. I, you know, because of this process we're going through, because I'm spending more time, I'm prioritizing, I'm digging into it a little bit more. I'm trying to, I'm trying to apply it right away. How do I walk closer to Christ because of what, I, what we're, you know, studying? I just thought that was amazing. That kind of struck me, and it made me think, how grateful am I, you know, for the Word of God? Uh, so I think, I think that's life-changing. To hear those words to me is, is, is life-changing. If you put yourself to a place where you're grateful for the Word of God, it's not, it's not like drudgery to study or to read or, or to know. It's like there's a desire. You, know, you start to create a desire with, there's a desire that's created within you to be hungry. You know, it's like the it's like the world is hungry for Jesus, but they just don't know it. <laughs> just don't feel the hunger pains. And when you start to feel the hunger pains, it's transforming. So I, I thought that was a cool story. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so there's there's a huge difference, and it's a great point that you make. So typically, our culture would take just uh, one verse or one phrase out of Scripture and try to make that justify their own behavior or a certain behavior that they th- think should happen. And whenever you dig in with the method SOMA, you're really going to gain the context of who are who's the author talking to, what's kind of happening, what's the background story of what was meant in the original text versus kind of twisting the text to mean whatever you want it to mean. Right, right. So that's a huge difference. And I think a lot of times that's exactly what we do. We take shortcuts. Immediately we go to, what does this mean to me? And I love to say, it's not supposed to be about what it means to you. It's supposed to be about what it means for you. You know, there's a big difference there. And I think that difference has really kind of changed me, you know, it's in, in my uh, interactions with the word. But I'm, I'm just excited to see other guys excited uh, about getting into the word. I know you've, you've, uh, you, you know, you've gained some friendships, I know, through the Zoom study. And the cool thing about Zoom study is... Uh, you can have people join from anywhere. I mean, we yep. you have people from out of state yes. even coming on. So uh, I'd love to see that that grow. Yeah, and uh, so part of it too is, it, I echo this as well, uh, the guys on the Zoom study at least, you know, we all have like friends from our past who want to get us back in the old bad behaviors. So all of them have really expressed that like it's nice to have friends who are you know brothers as we call it you know we're 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 now brothers in Christ so it's nice to have that relationship that isn't somebody that's trying to hey go get you to party all weekend and neglect all your responsibilities and do this kind of stuff that you shouldn't be doing um so and and I would love to see that grow as well so if there's somebody out there that uh doesn't even live in the state of Illinois uh, or in the country for that matter, if need be, um, feel free to join. Exactly. Hey, thanks. I appreciate you popping in, Ty. And here's the thing. Uh, this is this is going on at New Hope Church. You know, we've got Bible studies. Uh, we have some for men, some for women. So, hey, just to give us a shout if you're interested, and we'll get you, you know, get you connected to one, that's for sure. And in the meantime, if you just want to walk in, if you're a guy, to our, you know, we're just going to personally invite you to our studies. Is uh, mine's, 
Mine's an in-person study here at New Hope Church in Effingham at the cafe, and we start at uh, 6.30, have a coffee and chat time at 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday nights, every Tuesday, uh, up through the end of April. Yeah, we're going this semester. And then uh, it's about a quarter to seven, we start start the study and get done about eight. And you guys start at eight o'clock. Yeah, we start at eight o'clock on Zoom. So there is a link. Um, so yeah. I guess I would invite, uh, I'll have maybe have you put my personal email address in the... Uh, yeah, I can put them in the notes in, here. Put them in the notes. It's tygriffith1112 at Gmail if anybody wants to tag on there. But you can put them in the notes and just shoot me an email and I can send yeah. you the link. If you're a guy interested in our, in the Zoom study, just... Uh, Email Ty, get you on, get you on board, get you connected. Hey, thanks a lot, man. And we're just, we're excited because people are, are, you know, people around us are seeming to be more excited about the word and we're excited about the impact of that for generations. Hey, welcome to Spotlight here on New Hope Underground. And today I have with me Laura Arney. Hello. Hey, Laura Arney. Hi. How you doing? Great. I like I like saying her name, Laura Arnie. Just kind of you know, just kind of flows. It does. It is. It's a beautiful one. Of course, <laughs> Arnie's your your married name, right? Right. Yeah. And your maiden name was Dively. Yeah, it was a Charles. Laura Dively. Laura Dively. That that sounds good. To, to it's good. Laura Dively Arnie. Well, yeah, that's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> hey, Secret Laura. little note: my real first name, Laurelin. Laurelin? All one word. Laurel. I didn't know this. Now this is new that. information. Now say that. Laurelin Arnie, isn't that? Laurelin Arnie. Isn't that even better? That's even better. That's t- kind of top secret. You're all in Laura the, Lynn. the underground audience. Now is it spelled know. Laura, L-A-U-R-A, and then just a L-Y-N on the end? Or Two L- N's. Two N's. L-A-U-R-A-L-Y-N. Laura Lynn. All one. One capital L. Wow. Yeah. I never knew this. This is I news know. to me. So that's really... We've known each other well, quite a few years. I know. Very few people know that about me. Wow. Now you just now told thousands and I'm thousands of listeners. Thousands. Millions of them. <laughs> I'll know my Everybody around secret. the world now knows. There you go. <laughs> Laura Lynn Arnold. That's the secret of the day. Well, you know I can't let go of this. I'm going to have to call you Laura Lynn all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. There's not many people that do that. Well, one high school friend, I think, <laughs> might be the only one that calls me that. Larry doesn't even call you? Never. Uh. No. No, my parents, I was Lori. Now, what's his name? Is it Larry? Larry. It's not Lawrence or... No, just Larry. Just Larry. Yep. Uh, Larry Lynn? Larry David. Can we call him Larry Lynn and Laura Lynn? <laughs> no, that's too much. <laughs> too much. Too far. <laughs> well, anyway, hey, <laughs> we are. I'm glad to have you on Spotlight. This is a chance where we just get to talk about different ministries that are going on, church or the church, but also... Little insight into in, in, into you and what God's calling you to do and what's going on, and uh, tell what you start off by telling everybody just kind of uh, what your role is here because you're you're on staff here at our church. Right, right. I am the New Hope Effingham fourth and fifth grade coordinator, and um, I've been doing that for several years. But before that, we came to New Hope in two thousand, and ironically enough, our oldest son was in fifth grade, I believe. Wow. And the reason he came is because he went to 180 with a, one of his buddies, and um, he loved it. And so we came to check things out, and we've been here ever since. So it all started when our oldest was in fifth grade, and now I'm working with fourth and fifth grade. So you came so. because your kids came. Yep. Which is kind of what happens nowadays still. That's, yes, yeah. a lot of people follow their kids here, so... Um, yeah. Gosh, can you believe 2000 was 22 years ago? I know, I know. That's yeah, just hard to get your mind around. Yeah. Anyway, so you uh, uh, started, now you, you worked with children's ministry, other 
types of or different ages, right. I guess you said. Yeah, I worked with the little kids for quite a while from um, till about, I don't know how long I've been doing fourth and fifth, maybe five years or something like that. Um, and I really loved it. And I felt like I knew my team, I knew the kids, I knew our routine and um, God started working on me and just, I just kept feeling inside that God was saying, you need to look into the fourth and fifth grade ministry, which we had an opening at that time. And I really tried to ignore that for a long time. <laughs> and he just kept saying, you need to, you, you need got to hooked do that. in anyway. Yes. And finally I listened to him and I, um, ended up moving to the fourth and fifth grade ministry and Man, God was right. I'm glad you listened to him. <laughs> yeah. God was right, as he's he always, always right, is. Yeah. yeah, and I love, feel so blessed to get to work with these kids. It's fun. Well, I'm glad you listened to him, because if you didn't, you'd end up on a boat, thrown over the boat, and then a big fish yeah. come get you. It was just Yeah, Nivea's yeah. not, yeah, uh, the whole thing. Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> I didn't end up there, so yeah. Well, what do you love about fourth and fifth graders? Oh, my goodness. They are hilarious, first of all, but they're also... They're so hungry to learn, and it's a real pivotal time in their growth from being kids where they're learning the Bible stories and learning about the Bible to going to youth, which comes next. And so I really feel like our team's job is to get them to really begin making their faith their own. Mm -hmm. They aren't coming to church Mm -hmm. because mom and dad Mm -hmm. come to church, but they're coming because they want to be here and really um, pushing into their own faith questioning we do a lot more questioning like asking how does this relate to you rather than telling you how it relates to you Mm. so it's a real uh transition time for kids maybe the first time some of them are actually make you know getting serious about some of those questions Mm -hmm. right for sure so um our job is to bridge them between kids ministry and youth ministry well that's awesome tell me about your team a little bit oh man i have the best team i have um I think there's about 15 on my team. These are all volunteers. All volunteers. Mm -hmm. And they are just so committed to these kids. They um, come in prepared. They connect with the kids and they are, they're fun. It's a really fun team. So I love my volunteer team. Well, that's awesome. What is, this may seem like a a tangent, but I don't think it is. But uh, how do you keep going? Like as a as a Christian, when you're faced with, because just because we're on staff doesn't mean we're any different than anybody else. You know, when right. it comes to a Christian faith and trying to live every day, for sure. And when you are working with kids, you know, lots of people in our church work with kids in teaching situations or, you know, in in the community in all sorts of different ways, not just right. in church. Right. And so I'm just kind of curious, like maybe you could just uh, you've been doing it quite a while. You were a teacher in uh, in Altamont, right? For 34 years. 34 years. I retired three years ago. Yeah. So you've worked with kids for a very long time. Very long time. Yeah. So how do you give advice to like the struggling mother, if you will, who's trying to uh, just kind of keep going in her, in her faith. What's kind of helped you keep going in your faith. And even though you've, you've had to face challenges with. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's not always an easy ride. Um, For me, you know, obviously pressing into, you know, God's word and, and just getting, you know, getting closer to God, but mm-hmm. truthfully, when you're going through a hard time, that's really hard to do. Yeah. I can remember a season where I called my buddies and I'm just like, Hey ladies, I'm 
my mom was sick and I was just, it was just a bad season where we were just, I was dealing with a lot. And I just said, I'm too tired to pray. I'm too tired to press in. I need you to do it for me. And thankfully my prayer, my, Mm. my friends, those ladies just pressed in and just helped me get through that season of, you know, hard time with sickness and things going on in my life with my, with my parents. And, um, I look back on that and I, you know, part of me was like, I'm a failure. I can't pray. I can't (laughs) do anything right. But I look back and I'm like, I leaned on them and they, and they will also lean on me at times. So it's sometimes you just need to certain, you know, have a circle of friends that'll pray for you and lift you up when you need it. I think that's great advice. And I think sometimes we, a lot of people don't feel like they have those friends, Mm -hmm. but a lot of it's our own fault. I mean, we don't necessarily, Mm -hmm. we don't necessarily become that friend to somebody else. Right. It takes work to be a friend. It does. You got to make calls and you got to text your buddies and check in on them and you you have to be a friend to them too. Oh yeah. yeah. There was a preacher I listened to a long time ago uh, who he actually, he would call them garden friends. Garden friends. Because Jesus had the three guys, James, John and Peter, when he went to the garden at the worst of time. Right. Before the cross. Yet they fell asleep on him. Yeah. But he said he still, they were still his garden friends. And and you need some, you need some garden friends. They don't need to be many. Yeah. Just, just important, you know, deep, deep, you know, deeper friendships. So that really helped you through. Yes, for sure. For sure. Is there, I'm just, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but other than the Bible, is there any other like book or resource or something that's just, I don't know, it's just always been meaningful to you or uh, a resource or. Seems like it goes through, you know, different seasons, different times. One thing I've really struggled with sometimes is, you know, feeling like, oh, my friend says she loves to journal. And so I need to start Mm. journaling. I'm Mm. not a journaler. So Mm. then I feel like, oh, that didn't work. And then somebody else will say, (laughs) I read this Mm. book and it really impacted me. It's fantastic. And I start it and I'm like, oh, that's Mm. not me. Then other times somebody will give me an idea and I'll, I love it. So, and it changes. Currently what I'm doing is I'm reading Another thing I've failed at many times is reading the Bible in a year. Mm-hmm. I always get going and about <laughs> Leviticus, get bogged under and like, yeah, I failed again. So this year I've decided I'm reading the New Testament this year. And so it's a lot smaller segments and, and I'm you, doing it on you version. And you don't get Leviticus. I don't get Leviticus. I'm going to take on Leviticus <laughs> next year. My goal is to do the Old Testament next year, but uh, I figure I'll start with the New Testament. It's a little easier, but um I'm doing it through the Uversion app, and so I just do one a day, and they're, it's small enough that I can really read mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. dissect it instead of trying to, oh, I'm behind, I better get caught up. So for me, that's working. It seems like it changes, and it's got to be personal to everybody. So yeah. don't feel like you're a failure if you don't journal or you don't whatever. Whatever, you know, you've got to find what works for you. That is really good advice, I think, because it's so easy to get caught up in whatever is out there right now, right. what everybody's seeing. But uh, the w- true wisdom is comes from God. It's what right. what it says in James. And if you lack it, ask Him. You right. know, and I think sometimes we compare ourselves to so many other people instead right. of just being on our knees before Him. You know, and it's been different through different seasons of my life. Right now, I'm yeah. retired. I mean, I work here, but it's part time. But I'm retired from teaching, so my time is different. My prayer life is different and my than when I was in the middle of full-time teaching and raising two kids and everything mm-hmm. else that was going on. It just is different depending on what season. It's not that I didn't read the Bible or I didn't pray or whatever during those seasons, but 
it's my time allotment is a lot different in this season of my life. That makes a lot of sense. Now, a lot of people you work with, I mean, you think about it, you have fourth and fifth graders, their parents are in the mm-hmm. middle of in the right. throes of all this busyness. Right. And usually, I mean, mm-hmm. about the age that yes. they're in. What is, what is something, I don't know, I'm just kind of curious, you know, uh, you and I have talked about lots of different things, but I'm just kind of curious, like, what do you see in today's parents of fourth and fifth graders, especially, uh, that's a bit, some of their biggest challenges? It's, I just feel busyness is just eating them alive. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. you know, trying to keep your kids in all the activities and, and everything that life brings you and, and throws, throws at you. It's, it's hard being a parent trying to keep, you know, if you're a working parent, even if you're not, there's just a lot of things that can pull your family different directions. So I just really would suggest like really evaluating those things that you decide to do. Um, you know, if travel, yeah, yeah. travel balls, a great thing, but if travel balls keeping you from doing other things that you think are a bigger priority, you know, put the big things in first and then, you know, the other things will, will fill in around it. But, it's hard. It's it's not easy because of the busyness, I feel, is really important. And that's why with New Hope Kids, we're, our big thing is we just want to partner with parents. We yeah. are, And we want to make it clear that we're not your kid's spiritual leader. I am not the fourth and fifth grade spiritual leader. Their parents are. My job is to I get them 40 hours a year is what, mm. what yeah. research tells yeah. us, 40 hours a year to make an impact. I can't be their only spiritual leader. So we work really hard to communicate with parents about our lessons and our memory verse and what we're teaching them so that they can follow up and talk with kids at home. And I think that partnership's really important. That's really good. And if you're, a, you know, a parent of a kid in our church, I think you need to hear that, that we're trying to partner with you. But, you know, if, yeah. if you don't go home and don't go over some things with the Bible with them mm-hmm. or you don't lead out spiritually, then... Who's going to do it? Right. You know, you're the one that's spending the majority of time and parents are still the biggest influence on their kids. Right. No matter what culture says, I don't believe it. It's still the parent. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's really, really good. Now, Laura, you had a, an event recently that you just took a bunch of kids to Superstart. We did. And won't you explain what, first of all, what is Superstart? So Superstart is a, a preteen conference for fourth and fifth graders. It's put on by Christ in Youth, CIY. And it is an overnight conference. We've gone to it many times over the years. Um, overnight with a bunch of fourth I know. and fifth graders. It was mm. so fun. Can you imagine <laughs> I'd say that? It was so much fun. Um, so for many kids, it was their first time away to anything like that, a conference and spending the night. And so oh, yeah. it was a big deal. It was a real big deal for, for them. So how many, how big was the group? I'm just curious. It was a big group. We had 40 kids Oh go. my gosh. Yeah, we That's had great. eight from Newton along with their two chaperones. And we had eight from Shelbyville, which is great. I'm so proud of those campuses for oh, having yeah, that many yeah. kids, fourth and fifth graders. And then they had two chaperones from each of those campuses. And then the rest were from Effingham. And we had 14 adults total go. And uh, the kids were incredible. So we get on the bus. So Newton kids ride the bus to us to in Effingham. In Effingham, we drive and pick up the Shelbyville kids. So we we're all one big group, <laughs> one big that's team. awesome. And, um, then we went up there and we had a session the first night. Um, and they're just, it's incredible. They're, they do a hype time and they get these kids so wired up and then they, 
You that doesn't think, take too man, much. Man, you're not ever going to get them quieted down. Then they do worship, and these kids are just singing their hearts out. And That's then awesome. they do the message, and the message is meant for preteens. It's so good. And it? you could hear a pit, you could hear a pin, hear a drop, pin in drop place. It was incredible. What's the number one takeaway you think, you well, guys? So for for me, there it just was really cool how they did their teaching because each session was something very simple, very that made it very easy for the kids to understand. Right. So they, they talked about the first one was sin, the second one was saved, and the last one was sent. So the first session on Friday night, they talked about how we're saved, and they told the kids the gospel message. And those kids got it. They told it in a way that those kids could understand it. And Sunday morning, I asked them to share with the kids that in their Sunday school class. They could repeat it because it was said in a way that they related to. Awesome. So and, it stuck with them. Yeah. The Saturday morning we talked about being saved, and they did a really cool analogy of how um, Jesus was sent to save us, and it was by grace, It was, and that grace is an undeserved gift. We didn't deserve it, but he was sent, and um, they talked about, you know, you can't earn it, mm. but you, um, because of that grace and because of your love of Jesus is when you want to do live more like Jesus, mm. not because you're earning his mm-hmm. love, but because mm. you love him so much, you want to, to show his love to others. So I thought that was really, uh, they did a great job teaching that. And then yeah, the last so one was about being sent and about how can we lead others to Jesus. And they had each of the kids think about ways that God's gifted them and how can they can use, can bring others to Jesus. So it's just simple, sin, save, sin. And mm. but in a way that those kids could really understand it, and it was all wrapped around an escape room theme. <laughs> oh my goodness! All the kids had special keys and codes, and there were codes hit all over the building. And that's awesome! I it love was that. so fun. Yeah, so they of course made it fun for the kids. It well, it's really it's great. so good to hear. It's refreshing to hear that there are still people who don't think that Jesus is irrelevant. Oh, to a fourth yeah. and fifth grader. Oh, he is totally relevant. Very you know, we need to speak, you know, often about him and straight to them about this. So I, I'm glad to know that's what we do at our church. I'm glad that to know that's what they're doing at Superstar. That's fantastic. So I, I want to talk, one last thing I want to kind of hit you up for while you're here is uh, people, I think, who are listening, some people who are listening to the podcast, I think are fairly new to our church. And maybe they just haven't taken a step yet of getting involved, but they've got a in their, you know place in their heart for fourth and fifth graders. And I think sometimes we have this idea that to be a volunteer in a certain area or to to care about a ministry that's going on, it only requires full involvement. You're either all in or, or nothing. Yeah. And I, I know you have some people who are very dedicated. But I'm just kind of mm-hmm. curious as to people who are listening to us right now, what are some ways they can be involved with fourth, fourth and fifth grade ministry? Right. So just real quickly, some of the activities that we do, you'll see the fourth and fifth graders are the group of kids that's that are on the front left row at Effingham. Um, at on our Effingham campus, front left is in the Sunday us, morning the, service on Sunday mornings, yeah. both services. Um, there are also a lot of kids that have chosen to sit with their parents. So you'll see when we all dismiss, you'll see kids leaving from all over the place. They're either coming to me first service, or junior high is doing the same sort of thing too. But every Sunday morning, then we have you know class both services. We love to have. We do a lot of our time is small group time where you'll have a group of five, four or five kids that you'll ask questions and 
So you have volunteers so, manning yeah, that if you were right. on Sunday mornings. So it's not mm-hmm. just, you know, Laura's there by herself. I have lots of team members because that discussion is so important for this age group. So we always need people for that. There's a curriculum and there's answers and you don't have to be a Bible scholar to be able to do that. Um, we also have small groups every third Wednesday of the month through the school year. And we always need people for that. We serve them food. You could, if you're like, I, you could always come and serve food or, or help out in other ways. Is there a position open just to come and eat food? <laughs> well, that you can have the leftovers if <laughs> okay, there is okay, any, okay, and okay. there's not always any leftovers. That's, 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 that's kind of like what a fringe benefit <laughs> right, of being a volunteer. Right. Yeah, right. It's always involves pizza. So you better <laughs> like pizza if you like <laughs> And if you were working with fourth and fifth graders, you better pizza, like pizza. We yeah. ate a lot of pizza at, at Superstart too. So, and then the, we also have 180, which is once a quarter, and we need lots of people for that. It takes about 20. We have about 20 or 30 people out there. Yeah, we got a youth center over on Third Street. And, right. And right. Uh, the kids gather there every once in a while, and you have it's good outreach to yeah, lots a friend of friends, and, and yeah, we have a lot of kids. Seen some people just to hang out during those nights. How often right. is that? You said. We do it once a quarter. So and once so, every three months. Yeah, and, and we need people to serve food. We need people in the art room. We need people to just hang out and play with the kids. We have all kinds of different jobs for That's that awesome. time. So That's awesome. there's lots of different ways to get involved. And, um, you know, just like we'll circle back to the beginning when God was working on my heart and I kind of just kind of tried to ignore it. And um, when I finally like, okay, I'll check out fourth and fifth grade and 100% I just know mm-hmm. that I am where I'm supposed to be. I feel so blessed every week that I get to work with these kids. And and I just feel it's like awesome. if you kind of feel that tug, and whether it's fourth and fifth grade or whatever, God's saying, right. well, maybe I should check that out. You should do it because you will be blessed. If that's where God's tugging your heart, don't sit and just say, I'm not, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Nobody's asked me to do that or I'm not sure. Just ask questions. That's what I did when I was went to fourth and fifth grade. I met with Christy Busher, our children's ministry leader, asked her a whole bunch of questions just to see if it's right. And the other thing, if it's not right, it's not a life sentence. You, if you come and you don't like that, then you don't have to be there forever. You can you life sentence. <laughs> I've been in so those positions a, before. It's a prison parallel. <laughs> yeah, here. yes, it's not that. We don't want anybody <laughs> to feel like that. But. Hey, if you're interested, come to the Connect Center on. Sunday morning, and just say, I want to talk to Laura, Laura Lynn. I want to talk to Laura Lynn. <laughs> you do that. They'll say, and they'll who, say I don't who? know who that is. <laughs> but say you want to talk to Laura Arnie, and uh, they'll get you. And I think one thing to that's important as well is that we talked earlier about the transition kind of time that they're in. They're mm-hmm. kind of questioning for the first time in their faith. How important is it for us to, us to be praying for those kids? And there's so many of you maybe already involved in a ministry, and, and God's already got you working where you're supposed to or whatever, but it doesn't doesn't mean you can't stop and pray every once in a while. And uh, I'm, I, I want to commit myself to that, you know, as, as, as well, because uh, I don't work directly with fourth and fifth graders uh, mm. be, simply because they would kill me. But <laughs> I think, <laughs> but this is, I'm joking, but uh, I've worked, you know, I've worked with kids. Oh, for years. yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's, uh, and I love You'd hanging out. You'd fit right in, I, for I, sure. I hang out on 180 nights sometimes That's or whatever. Right. We You've do some Q&A there. stuff. We, yeah, yeah, Q&A tonight. So I'm, I'm more than willing to do that. But I mean, I just think that's a good, it's a time of life that need to be kind of fighting for their souls. Right. A little bit there. It's a, tra- it's such a crucial part of their 
things, a lot of things change or changing for them as they go forward. So we want to be sure they have that solid foundation. That's right. And we want, we want them to know Jesus. Mm -hmm. No no apologies. Hey, thank you so much, Laura. Thank you. And Laura Lynn. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Hey, thank you for joining us on New Hope Underground. We will be back in two weeks with another incredible episode. You know, one thing I would like to mention is that we sure could use your help. The best way for us to gain listenership is word of mouth. So please tell someone about New Hope Underground. You know, spread the word on social media, maybe add some links to our show. And if you know anyone who is attending New Hope Church especially, let them know that they need to listen to us. Subscribe, follow, or whatever you got to do, whatever button you got to push on your podcast platform. And coming up in the the next few episodes are some incredible interviews with church staff and some churchgoers, and you won't want to miss them. Uh, We're also going to be hosting a feature called uh, Hot Takes, uh, where some of our pastoral staff here will be taking on some hard Bible questions. And if you have any question you would like us to tackle, man, we we would sure appreciate your uh, input or question. You can email me a question, Darren, D-A-R-I-N, Hanson, H-A-N-S-E-N, all one word there, at newhopechurch.cc. Email me that, and we would we would love to be able to try to attempt anyway, do our best to answer that question. That'll really help us as we jump into this new feature. Hey, thanks again so much, and spread the word, because New Hope Underground is on the air. <laughs>